I want you at this time to just focus and be here. Be here, okay? Don't talk about anything else. Oh, you left something in the oven? It's taken care of. If you're not, the fire department will call you. Don't worry. <laughs> Things are at peace. And focus on what you're about to hear. Focus on the Word of God. Focus on what God would like to speak to you this morning, okay? So listen to and for the Word of the Lord as I read from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. This congregation has been walking through the Gospel of Luke since chapter 9, six weeks ago, and we thought we had gotten there, but now we have a new surprise as we thought we had gotten there in our journey, and now we figure out there is more in the journey. Listen to and for the word of the Lord. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking spices they had prepared. They found the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. They went in... But they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who's alive? Huh? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man was to be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered he had said this. So they rushed back to the tomb to tell the 11 disciples and, and everyone else uh, what they, happened. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the man. <clears throat> and so they didn't believe it. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb and looked. Stooping, he pierced in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Then he went home, wondering what happened. The word of the Lord. My dear sisters and brothers, Jesus emerged from the tomb. So to speak, and I emphasize, so to speak, he woke up to a new glory and rose to a new mission. When Christ cried out from the cross, it is finished, that is act one of the whole story. Because Jesus continues his ministry. Thursday we, had a, uh, we gathered and the message was, are we there yet? The question that many kids ask, are you are in a journey, are we there yet? And when Jesus thought it is finished... He wakes up to a new reality. He is now in a glory. He emerges from the tomb and he rises to a new mission. Today, you and I have the opportunity, the chance to emerge and become anew. To wake up to the newness of life and to rise to the occasion to be and make a difference in your family and this community. This morning, I'm introducing actually a new Easter series that we're going to be using, uh, uh, and um, I call it Emerge, Arise, 
and wake up and live. For the next three weeks, I will, I, I will be sharing with you three stories of resuscitations and resurrections that took place in the Scripture. Actually, there are more than 12 resurrections and or resuscitations in the Scriptures, but I'm just going to deal with three because we want to find out what happened to those people. So today, we're going to start with a stellar resurrection of them all, with the resurrection of Jesus. You see, the resurrection of Jesus is an event that has been questioned, considered, suspicious, and even fictional. However, historians and legal experts have tried and stood, have tried to, to, to destroy it, but the reality has stood throughout the ages. The resurrection is a significant event that transforms the existence here, your existence here, and in eternity. It is a meaningful event. It is not a day event. It is not a holiday. It is an event that happened once in history and has never ever happened again. And if that is the reality of it, what does it mean to you and what does that mean to me? When Jesus emerged from the tomb, woke up to glory and rose to a new mission, we again today have the chance to emerge and become what God wants us to be. Wake up to the newness of life and rise to the occasion to make a difference. You see, tombs are a place of decay. Tombs are a place of stinkiness. Tombs are a place that we actually decorate outside because we don't even want to realize what's inside. Cocoons, on the other hand, are filled with hope and glimmers of joy. So of tombs and cocoons, where do you rather be? In a tomb or in a cocoon? Don't answer yet. When Jesus emerged from the tomb, he emerged as a spiritual body. What does that mean? You know what it is? The best of both worlds. I know a little bit of what that is. I enjoy the best of both worlds, in my opinion. Sometimes, I, some of you know that my name is Gonzalez Gertz. My clock runs on a Gertz schedule, meaning five minutes ahead, very German. <laughs> but sometimes, even though I know I can be Gonzalez, you know? <laughs> and just get there. After all, they're waiting for me. But the girl says, oh, no, you got to get there on time. You see? But I get to play with both of those cultural identities that I have. I really do. Sometimes I enjoy a good bratwurst with my homemade mom's sauerkraut. And then I can go for my arroz habichuela, mofongo, and, you know, and, and carne frita. If you don't know what that is, you ask them or ask me later. <laughs> but you see, of tombs and cocoons, Jesus emerged into a spiritual body. A body that was able to eat. Because if you keep reading, he actually asked the disciples to give him something to eat. And the disciples were kind of strange. Said, what, you want to eat? And Jesus replied, hey, ghosts don't eat. I do. Huh? He had a spiritual body where he was able to walk, to eat, to cook for his disciples. He was able also to touch and be touched. And yet, he was able to transcend through time and space, appear and disappear when the doors were locked. What the heck? Who that guy is? Think about it. And that is precisely the kind of body. It, Paul reminds us that as Jesus rose, he was the first of many. 
And we will have that kind of experience when we rise again. But yet, we need to emerge to the reality that we are a spiritual being, that God gave us a soul, that God gave us a, a section of ourself, of our, of our being that connects to God and does not want to go into a tomb, but rather goes into a cocoon. A place of darkness, no, but a place of glimmering hope. To emerge is to discover the thirst, the hunger of our souls. To acknowledge and become spiritually aware. Guys, life is not about the job. Life is about more than that. The job should give you the, the resources so that you can explore your spiritual life. God made you a spirit, a soul, and a body. And the soul is needy. You will say, says the prophet Isaiah, we will say to the prisoners, come out of that slumber. And to those who are in dark dungeons, emerge and wake up. They will grace beside, to, beside the rose, and their soul will be satisfied. I wonder if this morning you would allow that part of yourself, you will connect with that part of yourself that yearns for God, that desires God. Jesus did not only awake and came out of the tomb, he woke up, Jesus, I mean, he wasn't asleep, we know that. I'm just using the phrase loosely, and I'm doing this. He woke up to a new glory, to a new reality, to a new old self. What do I mean by a new old self? Because Jesus was before the times. He actually had the audacity to, say the, to tell the Pharisees, before Abraham was, I am, in bad English. Before Abraham was, I am. So Jesus lived in the Trinity before creation. He came to earth as we sang. He taught us the way. He died. He went up so that the Spirit could come down and guide us, teach us, inspire, and lead us to all good stuff. You see, Jesus woke up so that we could wake up to that reality. That it's not just about the road. The road has a meaning. The road has a purpose. The road has a significance. And it's not about our satisfaction. It's not about our what I need. It's not about my, my goals and me, myself, and I, all three of us. It's about God and God's reign. God's realm in our life. And yes, God promises to provide, to supply. But I wonder if this morning you would allow that new part to emerge and become starting to seek God. You see, Jesus emerged from the tomb as, uh, to, so that he could satisfy, so that he could be with us, so that he could be our friend, so that he could be with us together. Not only did he woke up to that new reality, but Jesus woke up rose up. See, he rose up to a new mission, a new purpose. The disciples wanted Jesus to hang out, and he did. For 40 days after Jesus rose from the dead, Jesus hung around the disciples for 40 days. And, and they were kind of skittish because, what is this? Every time they saw him, they were kind of, oh, here he is again. <laughs> no invitation. He just showed up. That was Jesus. Uh, by the way, hey, hey, is, has that ever happened to you? That Jesus shows up in your life uninvited? I hope so. And I hope when Jesus shows up in your life uninvited, you will be aware enough that it is Jesus, and you will be able to welcome that presence into your life. That's the challenge. 
to recognize that voice of God in our lives. So that thirst that we have, that hunger that we have. You see, our soul is very needy. We try to satisfy it with all sorts of stuff. We satisfy it with what? I'm not looking at you then. Come on. We try to satisfy it with food, with other things. We satisfy it with clothing. We, can, we try to satisfy it with pleasures that are not necessarily evil or bad. But that soul will only be satisfied as you encounter the one who is ready and prepared to satisfy it. As you are encounter Jesus who has risen, who has woken up to a new reality, and it is committed to walk with you, be with you, inspire you, to give you meaning and purpose. To come and sit a while with you, to commune with you, and to be your brother and your friend. Jesus rose up to go to the Creator, to His Father. You see, because if He would have stayed here, then the Spirit would not have come. So He left after 40 days, and 10 days later, the Spirit of God descended upon the church. That was the little group of hangout together. And they were called the church, and they were empowered, and that little group of people changed the world that little group of people changed the world. I wonder if by us allowing that part of ourselves who yearns for God and we try to fill it in with all kinds of substitution stuff, if we would realize that it is hungry and thirsty for God itself and not for a donut uh, at midnight, Pint of ice cream. Okay. But not just that. But there is a spirit of soul in you that yearns to connect with God. The psalmist would say, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Not a religion. Not a denomination in any way, shape, or form. My soul thirsts for God, the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? And I ask you that question. When shall you come and appear before God? Isaiah wrote this wonderful piece in chapter 60 from 1 to 6, and I kind of summarize it with all the verbs. And it says, get out of bed, O Jerusalem. But we're not in Jerusalem. It doesn't make any sense to us. So let's get, it, let's get this together. When I say get out of bed, I'm going to clap. And I want you to say your name, because I don't know all your names. And I don't think I can say them all at the same time. <laughs> okay? One, two, three. Get out of bed, Edwin. Let's do it again. Get out of bed, Edwin. Wake up. Put your face in the sunlight. The whole earth is wrapped in darkness. Most people are sinking in deep darkness. But God, but God... Again, but God rises on you, and God's sunrise glory breaks over you. I learned this phrase in Spanish. It's, levántate y resplandece, porque ha venido ya tu luz, y la gloria del Señor resplandece sobre ti. Uh, I just said that in English before. So this morning, this Easter morning, wake up.
Emerge to God's spirituality. Wake up and feel and be, be, be satisfied, be fed, and be given the waters that Jesus has for us. Rise to a new possibility of God's ways in your life. Oh, how good is Christ the Lord. Oh, how good is Christ the Lord that has risen from the dead, gives you a new opportunity in life. Oh, how good is Christ the Lord that inspires us to move in a new direction, that every year we are given the opportunity, that every year we are given the chance to remember that He is risen. He is risen indeed.